0: Words singing. Here it comes, ready? Let's go, come on. I. the Six, two, two, three, nine. Get off at X and While me and the boys just sitting in the car and chillin'
1: not draw. I just love that song. Every time it plays, it's so great. Uh, This is week eight, holy cow, week eight of the fantasy season, Uh, another podcast heaven Wednesday, is like I call it, instead of hump day, I call it podcast heaven Wednesday. Uh, I'm Robert Trey Mason, to my left is always Dean, you keep it so clean, Tiki Barber, and with us today, special guest, special guest, Curtis Cody Kessler. How are you today, Curtis?
2: <laughs> good, good, uh, Robert. Thank you for uh, for having me today. I'm uh, glad to bring my fantasy genius uh, to the
0: show. So happy to have you. Uh, you look so nice. Uh, always trimmed up, real smooth looking. Uh, so happy that you're
1: here. Uh, can't wait to get some insight from you, and you just are so cool. You're one of our favorite Analysts that we have on our team, you, you have all the all the deep inside that no, apparently you know not a lot of people know about. You get you get in the, in there and you get all the dirt.
2: I uh, I was champion in every fantasy league that I was in last year, so uh, I'm happy to bring uh, all of this genius to you guys.
1: Well, that's great, Curtis. And, and what we're going to do? We're going to get right into the Littlewoods opening drive. Let's look back at Week Seven. A week that was, you know, it had some ups, it had some downs. Uh, there, there was some uh, surprises that that continue to happen uh, with the with the sucking bulls winning again somehow. Uh, you know, there was there really wasn't that close game that we're used to seeing in this league. There was a, almost like a blowout in every single game this week.
0: They were all awesome. This was a week of the matchup, uh, of the, you know, the moral matchup here to see who the better was. You know, it was brother on brother. Uh, It was mother on mother. It was uh, it was as, it was as rowdy as it gets. Uh, I was happy to watch every single game, but you know what? They weren't even close. None of them were close. Uh, they were all big disappointments. Yeah, I mean, you know, did you expect the fantasy lives matter to survive the llamas? No, you know, you, you expect the llamas to roll over on, on, on a uh, hashtag FML or FLM or whatever it is, and uh, you know, uh, but somehow Doug w- Lemming's wins again. We, you know, we're still. We're still trying to figure that one up. We got people, you know, we got a couple guys in the back crunching the numbers and they, you know, they're they're still confused. Um, I think one of them hung himself. We're not sure. Uh but uh you know, the Bulls win again. The Bulls win again.
1: Curtis, let me let me get your insight on what on these two teams, the Suckin Bulls and the Lemmings. Uh the Suckin Bulls are 6 and 1 now after this win. Uh, We've been talking for weeks. We don't understand how they keep winning. Uh, And Doug Lemons has won a couple games in a row. You know, you're the guy that kind of knows everything. And we want to hear from you on what you think about these two teams. Uh, Frankly, it defies explanation because
2: uh, uh, particularly with cockeyed, sucking bulls, because one, with that kind of success, and and I'm not the GM, uh, and, and neither team has Gronk. So I, I don't know how they have any success uh, whatsoever because if if you don't have Gronk, it's it's very, very difficult to, to win. So i, I got to hand it to these two teams. Big surprise.
1: I, I mean, I know you're a Gronk guy. I know that you like Gronk. I know you're an Aaron Rodgers fan. Got him in I, every league, both you, of those guys. Yeah, I know that that's, you're really high on both of those guys. Uh, so I can understand your surprises as we've been surprised pretty much every week when these teams win, uh, their rosters are not very good. Uh, but, you know, we've seen some uh, surprising stuff. The knuckle push kind of took a step back. The Rowdy Rafter bunch didn't play well. They got the lowest point total this that you know last week, not good. Uh, the Blue Water Tower continues to struggle. Ter- Tim's terrific team, the Triple T's as I call them, not a good performance, another loss for them. They've been selling like crazy. It's a fire sale down there. Um, you know, the MFers come out with a big win. Uh, the Hasbens, uh, a team that we just were not on board with, but they they win again. Uh, they get the high point total that week. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't a very good week for people.
0: You know what gets me about this Hasbens team is he doesn't even have enough respect for this league to even put an avatar on his team. Not even, it's like, you know, uh, you're so good. Uh, just, you know, you know who I am. You know, just fill in that white space with the gray background. You know who I am. Can't stay in the sky.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's arrogance is what it is. It's just pure arrogance to not even put, I mean, they give you the opportunity to put helmets. I mean, you can pick any helmet you want, and you can't even, you can't even pick a helmet? They give you the template to put a helmet on. I like what it says. It seems like this owner
2: is focused more on you know the results of of what's going on, oh, worried about on the field stuff rather than off the field. I, I I wonder why anybody has an avatar. That could have been time spent on researching Gronk or or proposing Kelvin Benjamin trades or something. You're right.
1: You're right. You're right. You bring up a good point. Maybe, maybe we're too focused on the avatar and not enough on the results that are happening in this league. Uh,
2: That's the kind of perspective I'm hoping to bring today to,
1: to you and, and your listeners. I'm, we appreciate it, and we're so happy that you're here. Uh, you're bringing a lot of good points up already today. Uh, and I, I mean, it's going to continue. I know it is. I know it is. You're one of the best in the business. Um Let's, let's just move on from week seven. I'm kind of tired of talking about it. It really wasn't that exciting. Let's get into um, the sports page Hot Wings Memorial segment, and we're going to talk about who's hot right now. You know what, and who's not hot right now? Uh, w- give me something that, that you think's a little, a little hot, a little uh, saucy right now?
0: I'll tell you what's hot. These cocks and bulls, these guys are hot. These got cocks, hocks, cots into hots and bots, hot cocks and cots. That's what I say. And uh, this team is hot. This guy can't lose. He just keeps trying to lose. This guy's so hot. You know what's hot? His, uh, his trading block is hot. The block is hot, everyone. And. Uh, This guy's team remains hot somehow. I don't even know. You know, he tries to just throw his season in the trash can and somehow wins again. This guy, he may have the best schedule of the entire year uh, compared to any other team. You know, he plays every team on their worst week. And you know what? He's going to be in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, this team... You know he's made a ton of trades and somehow he just continues to win. That team is hot right now. Not not liking it. Don't agree with it. Don't even understand it. Curtis, give. Let's get a little something that you think, "Eh, maybe not so hot.
2: Uh, Hot wing memorial segment. I I would did a hot wing die. How did this happen? I I don't know. I personally I think the has. I I want to talk about the has-beens again. Um, I, I think the, the performance last week was uh, incredible and, and clearly shows some vision by uh, the ownership of that team. I think they're hot. I feel like they're uh, pole position to, uh, to win. Did this guy win last year? Because I feel like whoever's behind this team... Uh, really is uh, uh, seems to be an exceptional fantasy football mind.
0: I know this is your first time taking a look at this league, but you know what? You're right on point. This guy, in fact, did win the league last year. And you know what? He, in fact, won the league the year before that as well. So, uh, And maybe even the year before that? I don't even know. I'm so lost anymore on this team. Uh, get an avatar. But uh, anyways, yeah, this team, we asked you who's not, though. Who's 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 not hot? Who's
2: not hot right now? I
1: Just give me somebody that maybe not so hot.
2: I have trouble seeing that. Um, I'm usually pretty focused on on uh, positive stuff, but uh, but uh, my personal opinion, I, I think we've got a couple of folks that are falling off. It, it looks like um, you know, I, I, for for one, I, I think Tim's terrific team. Although I, I do respect the strategy for next year, looks like he's taking himself out of the running. Uh, blue Water Tower, um, difficult uh, to foresee uh, any uh, opportunity to make the playoffs. Should sell, probably won't sell. Um, if
1: if I had to guess, but uh, but probably should. Not not hot at this point. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I got to tell you, a, a team that I think uh, not so hot. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm going to agree with you on the Blue Water Tower. I mean, four in a row, not good. Uh, another team that I just don't, maybe it's because I just don't like them is the Doug's Lemmings team. Uh, I just think it's not so hot, maybe because I don't like them. I don't know. Uh, yeah, they won two in a row, but I don't see how they're winning two. I don't see how they're winning. I don't get it. I don't get it, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, but let's move on. There was uh, another couple of trades this week. Uh, let's talk a little trade talk. You know, we we just mentioned in the in the who's hot, who's not segment, kind of feeds into uh, maybe trying to sell a little bit. You know, Curtis, you just mentioned maybe the Blue Water Tower trying to sell a little bit, but you know that's kind of a team nobody really hears about. You know, that's an owner that kind of just sits back and doesn't really do anything, hoping to catch fire with the team that he has. That was kind of his strategy last year. Um, you know, Curtis, maybe pick a couple teams here that you think uh, maybe maybe need to try and sell a little bit or maybe, uh, maybe some teams that could add a couple pieces.
2: Yeah my
1: personal opinion
2: in, in looking at your league and again I, I download this uh, very quickly but I, I don't keep up with this league because I'm so focused on my own and winning my own but uh, my personal opinion in a, in a very cursory look here is um, Fantasy Lives Matter I'd probably be selling if, if I were them and and particularly I, I gotta agree with you on on the Doug's, Doug Lemmings, uh, Doug's, Doug's Lemmings it's just confusing name first off Hard to say. Second, uh, hard to think that this team's going to have any success. Uh, I'm sure this owner isn't an active participant in the trade market. I can tell that, Um, but, but really should probably consider selling and getting out.
0: I'll tell you who's hot is uh, this Tim's Terrific Teams it' selling hot piles of garbage to other people's teams. Uh, I saw a trade that went down earlier this week. Uh, this guy, he somehow he gets a, fir- a first-round pick out of Dick push and he sells him a hot pile of garbage. LaShawn McCoy, this guy's hurt. It's unbelievable. Somebody, some people are calling him the AJ Preller of this league. Who's that? You ask. Well, he's the former GM of the Padres who got fired earlier this year for, you know, making these bull-ass shit trades to to <laughs> to the Marlins. Yeah, you know, uh, nobody can believe Tim's terrific team. Somebody, the, Tim's terrific, terrible team. Sometimes uh, this guy, you just can't control him, and he's selling this hot pile of garbage. Dick Knucklepush. I talked to him earlier this week. He said. Uh, I'm just offended. No comment.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, you you kind of wonder if it was something that he kind of knew was coming. You know, is this a situation where I can sell high right now and get the most out of the situation knowing that he's banged up? Uh, you know, if you're the knuckle push, you're not very happy right now.
0: Yeah, some people are calling the triple T's Tim's terrific toes. I heard this guy's into feet, and some, some, you know, he knows Rex Ryan. There's maybe there's a connection there. We don't know what's going on with this guy, but uh, yeah, he's selling some. Uh, you know, somebody just put their foot in their mouth because Dick Knucklepush, You know, he's eating toes. This tin toe jam this week. He uh, he lost, and, and you know, it's projected to lose again. This is sickening.
1: Uh, you know, Mr. Kessler, I, I kind of want to go to you on this situation here. Uh, you know, you have Tim's terrific team coming in first year into the league, uh, had, an, had an exciting draft, had the first overall pick. Um, you know, we've been high on this team. You know, the majority of the year it just seemed like it hadn't clicked. And then he goes and he sells and he gets two first-round picks on back-to-back weeks uh, you know, trading to the Knuckle Push for LaShawn McCoy, then trading Antonio Brown to uh, the Rowdy Rafter bunch for a first-round pick. So he's got three picks for next year, um, but selling this early uh, in your first year. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not sure
2: how to evaluate a trade like this because it appears that. Uh, Tim's terrific. uh, The the three T's toes team was giving away something of actual value, and I'm not really sure uh, how to process a trade like that. So I'm uh, yeah, no comment. I guess is the way to say I don't understand it. I
0: got another quick question for you though. Uh, So another trade that happened this week uh, came. You know, it was the Fantasy Lives Matter trading Randall Cobb to the has for C.J. Anderson, and somehow, just like Tim terrific saw, LaShawn McCoy get hurt. C.J. Anderson is now hurt. Give me your thoughts on this one.
2: You know, the the more I hear about this has fellow, the more I like him. Clearly, uh, and there were a, a few of us, but only a, a very few, C.J. Anderson, C.J. Anderson's mom, Myself, and it sounds like uh, this has been's character that knew um, that this was going to happen to CJ Anderson, struck quickly, and, and was able to pass uh, CJ Anderson off to somebody else, get some real value. I like that a lot.
0: This is excellent stuff. I, You know, you can't get insight like this uh, from just anywhere. Uh, you know, taking a look back, there was one other trade that happened. Um, you know, I'm taking a look here. It looks like the Bulls and the Bunch traded together. We're seeing Hilton, Gore, and Pryor, some of the mainstays of this cockeyed sucking Bulls team, somehow they keep winning. Uh, Terrell Pryor, which was probably one of the most genius pickups by any one of the owners this year, uh... The Bulls says, "You know what? We're ready to move on. We're done winning. We're sick of this winning streak going on. We're going to have to trade away all of our players that are providing value for us that we got for practically nothing." Um, and they trade Pryor and Gore and Hilton away for Golden Tate, Carlos Hyde, and Matt Stafford. Um, and somehow it pays off. do uh, you got any any thoughts on this one? I don't know. I don't know what to think. It seems like a fairly even trade, but. Uh, I don't know. Are you a fan of these even trades? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to make of this one. Yeah, not not lopsided
2: enough for me. I don't care personally because I wasn't in this trade. So people are going to do what they're going to do. But I like to see a clear winner.
0: Uh, Kurt, you're I, not in any of these trades. You're not in this fantasy football well, league.
2: I, I know. I know. But I, that's why I don't ultimately care. Um, unless it has a Gronk involved or something. But I think either one of these folks, uh, particularly cockeyed second bulls, if I were in this league and I had a mid-range receiver uh, that might be a keeper next year that I didn't care about, I might approach this person um, and and talk a little bit about previous past performance and and try and
1: get something out of them. Fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Uh, Hold on. Wait. I'm just getting some. Okay, the producer is telling me that uh, we we have the commissioner on the line. Uh, The commissioner of the league is on the line. So uh, we're going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we are going to get the commissioner of this fantasy league on board. We're going to talk to him. We're going to – I mean, I didn't see this coming, but I'm excited about it. So when we come back, we're going to talk to the commissioner of the league. It's going to be very exciting. We'll be back in a minute. Okay, and we're back. Uh, we have quite the treat for you. Uh, we have the co-commissioner of the Fantasy League on the line. How are you doing tonight, sir?
2: Hey, boys. Great to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. Uh,
1: it's it's wonderful. This is a great treat. Um, Big fan
2: of the show. Big fan yeah, of the
1: show. Man, we appreciate that. Glad you listened. Um just want of you know, let's just jump right into it here. Um, how do you think the league is going so far? You know, we're seven, this is week eight, seven weeks in. How do you think the league's going so far?
2: I think it's going great. We've got the right mix of controversy, uh, interest amongst the leagues. We've got some some trade action, some waiver wire action. I think what you boys are doing is just great for the league. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next few weeks. and And I'm really excited to see what we can accomplish this year.
0: You know what I'm wondering, uh, Mr. Commissioner, Co-Commissioner here, is that uh, you know I know there was a lot of thought put into this in the in the off season. Uh, are you happy with the decision we've made in terms of capping the draft picks? Uh, is that something that might be revisited by the commissioner's office uh, later this year? You know, just trying to get a read on that.
2: Uh, it's something I was not in favor of. Uh, I you know again, you say Co-Commissioner, I've got other people I have to work with. It's unfortunate. Um, but uh, we, I think that that was a bad move for the league. I think it suppressed uh, our growth. And uh, I think what you're going to see is over the last few weeks of the season that this gets real quiet because people can't trade anymore. And, and I'm just a little disappointed in that. But I'm hoping we're going to revisit that and, and come to our senses this next year.
1: Now, you are uh, the co-commissioner, as you just said. Uh, this is your first year as commissioner. How how was the the process going into this off season and into the regular season? Being a co commissioner, um, how has that been dealing with another? Uh, person trying to hash out everything that needs to go into this league.
2: I, you know, I didn't really see that sort of involvement from the other co-commissioner. It was really just around uh, typing up a Word document. It had a bunch of holes in it and typos. and uh, But, you know, very agreeable, that other guy. And uh, and, and so, I, you know, I think for the most part it was really around corralling the owners because we've got a very eccentric owner group. Uh, and I'm sure you all know that. So we're, we're very much around just trying to corral them. It's a bunch of herding cats, but from a co-commissioner perspective, I think it was okay. we just got a lot of personalities.
0: Okay. Yeah. You know, so from what we understand, there was a, a lot of controversy there on draft day. I'm wondering if you were there, uh, were you, you know, were you in the middle of all these tussles or did you kind of sit back? You know, uh, we're wanting to know what your, you know, what percentage involvement you had in, 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 you know, some of these discussions that were going on on draft day.
2: Uh, I, I was there. I, I ended up being uh, a mediator uh, for quite quite a while there. Um, I, I did have uh, uh, quite a bit of whiskey though, and uh, and by the end of it, I, I think I was emotional too. I think those boys were just emotional. Um, and uh, a lot of people uh uh you know very passionate you're gonna see that a lot in this league and and uh you know, I was just proud to be a part of it, and then karaoke and and I enjoy that so much and so uh you know a- after that, I think everything was great. they hugged it out and and I was there I don't know how much a help I was, but uh i was just I was just glad to be a part of it good good group of folks
1: fantastic now, what are some of the things that you Maybe putting or, or attempting to put into place you know possibly going forward in this league, I know there's been a lot of controversy this year uh, with some of the trades with you know people kind of uh, going off the rail a little bit on on some certain issues, not really on the same page. What are some of the things that you would like to kind of lock down uh, moving forward um, going you know for the for next year and beyond?
2: Uh, great question. I, I'd actually like to hit on that uh, that term you used, lockdown. I actually think we need to unlock this league. I feel like we are very uh, – uh, it's almost like a communist approach here to this league, telling me how many draft picks I can and can't do. It's not a free market, really. What we do is we have a bunch of owners who are trying to keep things uh, very compressed. And there's a, there's a few of them, you know, a lot of them come from the same family. But they are trying to keep uh, us from being able to do, uh, you know, Do exciting things, and so, uh, you know, uh, really my main focus for next year, my agenda, is to open that up and make the league more exciting. I also do think there are a couple of folks I'd like to institute a rule that if the league votes that your team is terrible and you're out, uh, you know, you you need to trade. I I think we've got a few owners that don't trade at all, um, and we need to get that. We need to change that. Are we
0: talking, you know, the potential switching of owners in this league? Are we talking expansion? Are you able to elaborate on this at all?
2: owner that's in there right now uh has a right to be there and 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 should be able to stay until they uh they are uh ready to leave and and uh we see our teams doing nothing but going up in value so i, I really don't see a lot of people getting out right now uh expansion uh, it, you know is on the table uh, willing to entertain it, it ta- it's about getting the right additional folks there to get us from ten to twelve, and so I think that's what we'll, we'll focus on. But that's really about the right candidates. I think expansion was absolutely the right move this year, and we're seeing the benefit in this league.
1: Now there has been some some uh, some murmurs, some some uh, kind of talk, but you know, like some water cooler talk, if you will, about the possibility of maybe getting rid of a roster spot, say like the kicker. And maybe instituting another, um, you know, uh, another player that that has more value as far as points. You know, we see it, not many people are really interested in kickers. You know, you look at the waiver wire, people adding and dropping. Nobody really cares about the kicker. Is that something that has maybe been brought to the commissioner's table? Um, what What are your thoughts on that?
2: I I completely agree with the move to get rid of the kicker. I'm going to bring that next year I think one of the things we're always constantly fighting in this league is that uh, we have quite a few traditionalists and I think there are folks we got we got to move slow you know change is going to be slow we got to turn the ship slow so we don't capsize Uh, but I do think we need to get rid of that uh, you know for next year and, uh, and and get a roster spot that's meaningful
1: Fantastic. Uh, Hey,
2: uh, I I gotta go, guys. There's a lot uh, I have to do. I have some commissioning to do, and uh, I I have many other pursuits, so I I need to go.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, uh, just like that, he's gone. Uh, Well, quite a treat, Dean. Um,
2: Thank you, boys, so much for having me. I've got to go. uh,
1: Okay. Wow. He was still there. Now he's gone. He's gone. Now he's gone. Had to say say bye. Okay. Wow. It's okay. Here we go. All right. Now he's gone. Now he's gone. Yeah. No, you ain't up first, silly. (laughs) okay wow that was that was that was a fantastic treat we got a lot of insight on uh, the commissioner there uh, that that was good uh like that a lot of insight a lot of things that that uh you know we've kind of been talking about um, some of the some of the rumors that have been going around we got a little insight on on the draft day scandals that we've been hearing um, you know possibly some you know uh changes that are going to be made next year, which is interesting. It it, it was a good interview. I, I, I really appreciate him coming on.
0: I think there's some real stuff to dig dig into there. Um, some really interesting stuff in terms of, you know, are we talking expansion going forward in this league? I'm not, you know, a, in terms of a casual observer. I am somebody who's all for all for expansion. I think it increases competition. And, you know, as we can see from what's happened this year in this league, expansion has only made things more interesting. So, um, you know, I you know you don't want to read in too much to what a guy like that is saying, but you know what, uh, you know his words mean a lot. He is a co commissioner in the league, so you know it's something you really need to pay attention to. So, uh, what a treat that was, though. I mean, what a stand up guy. Uh, I didn't know he was southern. I had no idea, but, uh, you know, interesting to hear his voice, uh, interesting to hear his perspective, and, uh, you know, we're always happy to, you know, we're we're a fan of, you know, we got open phone lines here, just give us a call, it's all good, it's all good, just give us a call, so, you know, uh, there's the call out to anybody that has any opposition to any of the points that we're making tonight, you know, just give us a call in, you know where to catch us, the phone lines are open, give us a call, uh, but, you know, I think it's time to move on, I think we have other topics to cover tonight. Uh, so, you know,
1: uh, what do we have on deck next? Well, I think we're going to hop in. You know what? Halloween is just around the corner. And what better way to celebrate Halloween um, by by hopping into the Hernando's Bridge? <gasps> okay, now that's one of the scariest things in, in the town of DuPo. Um, let's talk about a team... That's a little scary right now. People are kind of scared of. And let's talk about some teams that, eh, that's not really that scary. Uh, Curtis, I want you to hop in on this. Um, I know you had to step away for a minute. A conspicuous multi-minute break, but I, I'm here. Yeah, I And I, I know. liked what the commissioner
2: had to say. Of course. So I, mean, I, I, mean, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about this, though. Yeah. yeah.
1: Looks, give me a team that you think may be just a little scary right now.
2: I gotta say uh the the MFers, I don't know what all the symbols mean. I don't bother with avatars and symbols in my name uh on my teams, but I my personal opinion is these guys seem like they're going to be able to, you know, to, to really make a run here. There's a lot of good names on that roster. I imagine this this gentleman's getting a lot of trade inquiries. Uh, right now. And so, if he can put a couple of wins together, I i mean, a scary team.
1: Dean, uh, give me a team that you think is uh, maybe a little scary, but I also want to hear maybe a team that, eh, it's not that scary right now.
0: I'll give you a team that fits that bill in both aspects, and that is this talk- cockeyed second Bulls team. This team is somehow a Frankenstein of players that has managed to go on a six-game win streak that has perplexed this league uh, for at least six weeks now, Um, you know, maybe longer because if you're going to count draft day, it's been a full, you know, maybe 10 weeks at this point that this, this league has just been completely perplexed as to the makeup of this team. They're a real Frankenstein. So in that sense, they scare me like a Frankenstein, but... They don't scare me that much because I don't even know who's on their roster anymore. I think they've traded pretty much everybody. Uh, So, you know, I'm not afraid of this team. If you're going to take a look at what's coming up in this next week for them, um, they are barely, barely projected over 100 points. Um, So in that sense, I'm not scared, but they do have me shaking in my boots because last week I counted them out, and they win again. So I just don't get it. None of it adds up to me, and that's when I'm the most scared is when I think I know what something is, and it appears, and you know, turns out to be something else. Hmm?
1: You know, Curtis, it's kind of like those Bulls team or, or, you know, when you kind of relate it to, like, you know, in baseball terms where it's a team that you really don't – you couldn't name five players on their roster, but somehow they just keep winning. You know, they get these un, unsung heroes that just keep outperforming. And, and, and outshining when, when you don't even know who these guys are.
0: None of it makes any sense.
1: None of them are Gronk. None of them
2: are Aaron Rodgers. But I like, I like this strategy here that this, uh, that this owner is employing. It's like going to make the playoffs so uh, uh, almost uh, inevitable. And so you, you look at it and you say, okay, well, how's this occurring and 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 if anything, you expect that owner to load up, and then they go the opposite on you. Stands the league on its head. Probably still going to make the playoffs. Might get hot, win the whole thing, and then have a bunch of picks and things for next year. It's
1: crazy how it works. I, I a week in and week out, we we just continue to question what's going on uh, in the front office there. Uh, but somehow they just keep winning. It's 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 incredible how it keeps happening uh here i'm gonna give you a team that i just don't think is very scary you know it's that it's that it's that costume you know you see at the halloween party where everybody thinks oh this guy you know he dresses up and he's like man this is gonna be really scary and i'm gonna be so cool at this party and you kind of he comes to the party and everybody kind of looks at him and is like yeah not so much that's the doug's Lemmings team okay <laughs> this team They just think they're so high and mighty. They just think they're on a real roll here. They think they're going to win the league, you know. But when you really look at them, when you really dig in deep and you look at it, and you're like, "Eh, I just don't think so. I don't think this is, you know, "Eh, not really. I don't think this is a scary team. And I don't understand how they've won the last two weeks. Uh, It's baffling to me. You know, I look at this team, and I just think it's not that scary. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm not afraid of this guy.
0: I think he thinks he's scary. Uh you know what I will call this guy uh, this last uh over these last 2 weeks, I'll call this guy, you know, with uh you know, let me pull a sweet name out of my head over something that's scary that I've seen lately. Doug strangers, things, lemmings because he's gone on a really strange 2-week win streak. Uh and you know what? Somehow he you know what he should be though. You know what he should be with, 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 with Halloween coming up here? He should be afraid. He's playing these cockeyed, sucking bulls, and, you know, he's projected to just completely drill them right now. And uh, you know what? They should be scared because this cockeyed, sucking bulls team, whenever you count them out, they come storming back in. They come storming back in, and they're hiding under your bed, and they're just waiting until you put that foot down to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and they're going to grab on them little toesies like Tim's terrific toesies, and going to lick all in them toes like Tim does, and then they're also going to bite one of them off because this dude is scary home alone.
1: Fantastic, Dean. I love, just a lot of references. That's just fantastic. Uh, I'm a little scared right now. I would like to move on from this topic because you're it's <laughs> starting to worry me a little bit. Um, strong pre-association yeah. there. Absolutely. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. I like, I like it. I like the, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've mentioned there's seven weeks uh, into this season. You know, that leaves six weeks until the playoffs. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, teams in the mix for the playoffs. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, if these teams – are actually playoff contenders or pretenders. Uh, I'm going to throw a name out to you guys. And what I want you to do is I want you to tell me if this team is a uh, contender or if they're just a couple pretenders, okay? I want to get into the Daily Llamas first and foremost. This team's sitting at 4-3, and three, uh, tough loss last week. Do you think there are some contenders or do you think they're a pretender? I go contender
2: here. I really do think that this this owner seems to have it together and i think uh overall this we this league looks weak uh to me and uh and so i think an owner like this can can find their way into the playoffs
0: i'm going contender too i've liked this guy all season um you know just taking a look at the roster here i think he has some big upside here coming up um and i uh You know, I like the moves that he's been making so far. This guy has two um, Falcons on this team. They have a, you know, pretty soft schedule towards the end of the year when the playoffs are getting here. Uh, So I think that this guy has a real chance. I am definitely going contender. Uh, I really like this Lamas team just like I've liked them all year, and uh, I'm not going to abandon them now.
1: Okay. Uh, let's go to the hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter. Right now they're sitting in seventh place, just out of the playoffs based on points scored. Uh, they're sitting at three and four. Uh, big win last week. Um, this team has kind of been up and down. Uh, do you guys think they're contenders or pretenders?
2: I got to say I uh – I missed the question because I was trying to solicit some trades from some other owners. Uh, so
1: all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna reel you I'm gonna reel you back in here, Curtis. I'm gonna reel you back in. Okay, we're gonna do a little contender or pretender. Uh, we're gonna talk about hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter. Sitting in seventh place right now, are they some contenders or pretenders?
2: I, I, I got to say, uh, uh, pretenders, this C.J. Anderson thing looks to have really hurt. I, You know, I wish this owner well, uh, all the best, but it's going to be a very difficult climb from this point to be able to, to make those playoffs. The,
0: yeah, I, I have to agree. Uh, this guy is a pretender as it stands right now. Um, you know, this is a guy that uh, he's been one step behind all year. All year long he's one step behind, and he just can't get it figured out. There were a couple weeks there where we were like, "Oh man, maybe this guy's on the right track uh, taking a step in the right direction, and he just he just can't get it going and you know what maybe it's going to take this year, and this is something that just came to me right now, and this isn't specific to the fantasy lives matter necessarily, but you know this this year may show people that trading will make or break your season. And not trading will more than likely, most definitely, break your season. You know, we're looking at a blue water tower here that hasn't made a transaction yet. And we're looking at a Doug's Lemmings team that hasn't made a transaction yet. And, you know, yeah, are they in sixth place? Yeah, they're going to fall off, trust me. Um, but what we're seeing here is Fantasy Lives Matter in terms of trades. They've kind of put themselves out there all year, but they've been one step behind. And it's looking like... You hate to say it, they're going to be a pretender this year. And, uh, you know, th- that's something for the rest of these owners in this league to take note of. Just take note and let's move forward into next year thinking about maybe this free market system that was mentioned in that interview with the commissioner. I don't know. Uh, but just remember, pretender or contender, and it's looking like most of these contenders, contenders
1: are hashtag free trade them love that now? Let's talk about the husbands. Now, this is a team that's gonna make the playoffs. You know, they're five and two, um, they do put up some pretty good points. So, I, you know, I see them making the playoffs. But, my question to you is, are they a true contender for a three-peat, or are they just a pretender going into the playoffs? I know it's a tough question, Dean. I'm gonna go to you first. Uh, what do you think, contender for the title? Or a pretender.
0: We're talking no avatar here, right? This is what we're talking. We're talking Mr. No Avatar. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy that, I mean, sure, does it seem like he's a step ahead on everybody most of the time? Yes. Um, but you know what? Nobody likes somebody that's just, you know, there, there's, there's a difference between confident and cocky. And this guy's cocky, and he's let it go to his head, and his head's all blown up and misshapen, and we're sick of staring at it. And you know what? I, I'm going to have to say this guy is a pretender for the three Pete. A pretender. And you know what would bring me the most joy, really, besides watching Nick, Dick Knuckle Push thrust that trophy above his head at the end of the year because I really love that team. That guy's fantastic. What a nice guy. He's a good owner. Uh, you know, he seems like real warm hearted to me or something. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I can't say enough nice things about this guy. But, uh, Innocence you Innocence
2: know, of a child from a
0: third party Yeah, right. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Kurt. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Kurt. <laughs> Thanks, Kurt. But uh, you know what I would love to see is this cockeyed, sucking bulls guy just thrust that trophy above his head and then, you know, maybe the has are standing above him and he chips his tooth or something. I'm not sure. But that would be great for me and I'd be love to watch that. Uh, but I'm going to have to go pretender for the has for the trophy 3 uh Kurt, let me... Let me get a little taste of what you got on this one.
2: This guy is a genius. I can't call him anything other than a contender. I could see him if he was in one of the leagues I, I'm in, finishing second to me. Um, you know, but being right there uh, at the end game. So I, I personally uh, do think that this owner is I, I, has every opportunity to win at this point. W- roster looks a little weak. But uh, I think there's probably some lopsided trades to be had out there uh, between now and the deadline. I think this owner can really make it work.
1: All right, let's go to our last and final team that we're going to talk about. Let's talk about the MFers. They've won two in a row. Tough start going 0-5. They've won two in a row, putting up some good points, projected to win this week. Can they make a push and be contenders to make the playoffs or are they going to continue that inconsistency and be pretenders Curtis, I'm gonna go to you first. I'll just live at this point but you know the
2: talents there uh, it's it needs a cockeyed sucking bulls sort of run to be able to make this work um, you know uh, to kind of defy the odds over the next few weeks this uh, it's a team I'll definitely uh, uh, not be watching because I'll be focused on myself and my teams, but I would be interested to hear about how this team uh, does. I think it could be exciting. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, you know, contender at this point, and, and we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, I'm going to let you guys learn a little insight that I heard earlier this year. Uh, there was an exchange between the Dick Knuckle Push and Doug's Lemmings And Dick Knucklepush may have been, you know, I don't know, sending some trade inquiries over there, just asking him a couple questions, getting a feel on how he's feeling about his season. And uh, Dick Knucklepush predicted that Doug's Lemmings will lose out on that sixth spot to the team formerly known as the Replacements. That was a prediction. And you know what? I'm going to have to stick with the dick knuckle push on this one. I'm going to see this MFR team, they gotta, they're going to start gelling together. They have all the pieces. They just need to start working together. They need to quit grinding their gears and start letting everything fall into place. And once that, once that happens, I can see that sixth playoff spot opening and that MFR team just sliding right in. Because you know what? The rest of these teams have either sold their season off or they didn't have it to begin with. And this MFR team, they might have it in them to make this run.
1: We'll see. It'll be very interesting. Uh, contender. <laughs> okay, Dean, he says he's a contender. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens with that team. I, I think that team, like we've talked about, has the talent. He's getting Des Bryant back this week. Um, you know, maybe he starts getting the ball a little bit more, Um Going forward, and that maybe that pushes it a little bit, pushes the envelope, maybe you know, skyrockets him a little bit. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, but hold on, yeah, okay. We're gonna go uh, to our interview here. We have the GM of the artist formerly known as The Replacements on the phone right now. How are you doing tonight, sir?
2: D- doing good, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, I've, I've been listening to the show. I've been looking forward uh, you know, to my opportunity, my day in court, if you will. There's been a lot of controversy. My name's been out there a bunch. I know I've been off the radar uh, in various places. Um, a lot of people don't know what's going on, so I- I'm here to set the record straight. I'm willing to answer any questions uh, that you guys have, and uh, just this is an opportunity for the league to, to really get to know me.
0: That's fantastic to hear. Uh, I guess my first question is going to be because there've been a lot of questions about this throughout the season so far. Uh, you are on the phone right now. Where are you? Somebody, want, you know, people are wondering if you're even located at the the home office of the team. Um, there's been a lot of rumors that you're out traveling the world. Uh, you know, you got your hands in a lot of different businesses, a lot of different, a lot of different investments. Uh, you know, a lot of people are saying you're not focused on, you know, what should be your primary focus, which is a winning season. Um, you know, it seemed like you showed up on draft day. There may, may or may not have been a big splash there between you and another owner, but where are you right now? Um, and uh, what, do you, what do you see for this season going forward for yourself?
2: Yeah, uh, so there's a lot of questions there, but let me take them one at a time. I, I am uh, I'm out doing what I normally do. I'm out trying to uh, cross items off of my bucket list. Um, actually, the way I came into to owning this team was uh, I did not have a fantasy football team uh, ever at the time, and so I said, you know what, uh, let me see what this is all about. Uh, I, I outsource a fair amount of it, particularly when I'm, I'm out of Wi-Fi range. Um, right now, I'm getting good cell reception, sat phone, of course, um, but I'm out, uh, you know, trying to trying to check something off my bucket list. So, so uh, you know, right now, I'm uh, I'm trying to uh, actually kill two endangered species uh, with one shot, and and uh, so it's pretty rare. Uh, You got to you got to pierce. It's got to be different animals. But that's what I'm out uh, doing. And, uh, you know, it's just the right time of day. I could step away for for five or 10 minutes and and do this interview. And then after this, I'm heading to Vegas. uh, And, uh, you know, almost immediately after and I'm working on a Neapolitan. So
0: Are are you in the U.S. proper? Where are you?
2: Uh no uh uh no I'm in Denali right now and then uh, I'm headed down to uh, you know I guess you could say U.S. proper but not continental 48.
1: Okay, We're, you've had a bit of a rough start. You started out 0 and five. You've won two in a row. Your team's getting a little bit healthier. You're getting Des Bryant back. Um, talk about the rough start that you've had, and and kind of what has changed, and 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 maybe what you see going forward here
2: you know I, I had a lot of draft picks my my uh my g m was uh was able to procure a lot of draft picks last year i wasn't super involved in the process um i was at the draft uh thought we had a strategy it drafted pretty well uh obviously a couple of key injuries uh, there that that weren't anticipated um you know but but to tell you the truth i i don't know i i'm i'm looking optimistic i'm always looking optimistic. And, uh, you know, sometimes things just happen. And so, uh, you know, I'm just going to just gonna hope for the best. And, and at the end of the day, no matter what, I'll, I'll be back next season to uh, hopefully defend the title. But if not, get back out there and, and, uh, and make those playoffs.
0: Well, speaking of the draft, um, there was a lot of things that went down at this year's draft that were pretty interesting. Uh, you know, some of those things you tend to be the, the focal point of or, you're, you know, it seemed like you and another owner were the focal point of. Um, some a, a lot of arguments and yapping back and forth between certain parties. you and another owner particu- in particular we had that owner on earlier this year in an interview um just to just to let our listeners know what happened here there were some arguments about um a a a, a trade that happened between two owners before the before the draft that involved draft picks and, and certain players, and, and keepers, that is. And then, two, um, there was an argument over how many draft kit picks could be traded in a year. Um, you and your owner particularly butted heads on this, and we asked him about this. Um, the owner had hashtag fantasy lives, fantasy lives matter earlier this year. Um, uh, in an interview, uh, let me give you an idea of what that owner said. I'm going to play a little clip here, and then I just want you to react to that um, and just give us your take on exactly what happened on draft day. Uh, Let's play the clip here real quick.
2: Man, you guys ask the hard-hitting questions, don't you? Quite honestly, uh, I was drunk before the game. Um, You know, I'm driving around drinking. Sorry to say it, but I was. Sorry, honey. But, um, you know, and I got a little thing popped up on my, on my, on my device there, my cellular device. So I'm doing a lot of things. I'm pulling a lot of strings, but, um, that, that trade that went through was bogus, but more owners in this league don't have backbones and didn't stand up to it. I mean, what a bunch of pussies running around that room, to be quite honest. I mean, who's big on my football team. Yeah. I'm confused by it, frankly. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, it, that that started out cordial and and ended up uh, you know just just downright nasty and then in the middle I felt like there was a sexual innuendo so I'm not really sure uh, you know wh- what was even even said I'll leave it to the listeners um, because i i my personal opinion is um, you know uh, I don't know it's just it's just confusing my position is very clear uh, you should be able to trade as much as you want and, uh, and this owner seems to be uh, uh, highly confused at this point. And uh, so I, pr- I appreciate the words, uh, you know, kind words at points, but but ultimately uh, kind of an attacking uh, sort of tone. So, you know, I, I don't know what to do with that, frankly. A- everything's behind us now, I think. But, uh, you know, we, we had an opportunity to have a drink and, uh, and share a song or two at the draft uh, later. So that was, you know, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go.
1: Well, that's good. That's very big of you, and I, you know, we appreciate you coming on to the show. Uh, again, we, we are with the uh, the G, the owner of the uh, hashtag, formerly known as the uh, Replacements. Um, you know, you're two and five. You've made some. You made some trades. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago, trying to acquire some different talent. Uh, do you see yourself trying to make a few more deals to try and uh, maybe add some more talent? Um, you know, maybe the right talent. To to continue this push, this playoff push that you've got, that's going on, um, you know what, what's what's going on there in the front office. What's what's been discussed? I know you're you're out of the country doing a lot of different things, but maybe you've talked to the GM on some things that maybe he's trying to do. Can you shed a little light on that?
2: Yeah, my my people contact me from time to time. Frankly, uh, the amount of trades that I get in this league, trade offers um, that are lopsided and ridiculous. It's it's uh, if I pressed accept to these things, you guys would vote me out of the league uh within a week. I, I'm getting all sorts of lopsided offers, and uh, and and frankly, I just don't have the time. Oftentimes, to to stop and and talk with it, I, I do want to go back to this this car trade. Um, I I gave the personal okay on that myself. Uh, I did not think that that was that big a deal, particularly after um, uh, that uh, has-beens owner, whatever, did that uh, with Elliott a, a week later. That was really uh, uh, uncalled for me. I thought it was uh, uh, just a double standard there. And so, I, you know, I'm here to – I don't feel like I have to defend anything. Uh, but this Derek Carr trade was, uh, was was fair. It was a backup quarterback. And uh, it wasn't like I traded uh, a brand new owner for their first and second round pick or something. So yeah. I, you
0: know. well, from what from what we understand on the message boards, you were you were posting, you know, conversations that this the owner of the has-beens had ulterior motives when he was texting you, uh, and well, he was texting you and then posting on the message board about this car trade, trying to cut something out when the car trade had not been finished. To completion, um, a lot of people are calling this guy a scumbag. What are your take? What's your take?
2: You know, I, I, my PR people first off run run my group me, um, so they uh, that was really them. I can't say that I disagree with it though. This guy was texting me, uh, trying to set up a trade uh, while while advocating for the person in that trade to 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 for that original trade to get vetoed, and uh, I, I personally just was was uh, I, I back my people on that. I don't want to say a whole lot more lawyers and such, um, but I, you know my personal opinion is is it was kind of du- duplicitous and ridiculous.
1: No, it seems to be especially this year. Um, you know, you've you've been surrounded by controversy even from from the draft day until now. Is it something that you think, um, maybe that uh, you, you know, because you are not so much hand, a hands-on owner that you get a lot of um, you know a lot of criticism your way as far as some of the moves that are that are happening uh, within your organization. Um, you know what? Do you, what do you think is the deal with everybody almost attacking you on almost every move that's made within your organization?
2: I'm a pretty private person. This is one of the few interviews that I've done. I, again, I appreciate you gentlemen having me on. But you know, I think once people get to know me, they just find out I'm a regular guy. I, I'm I'm away sometimes. I'm unresponsive sometimes. People take that the wrong way. But you can come up to me anytime. Um, you know, you can you can talk to my secretary we can set up a time you can stop by my house You know, we can have a beer out of a rhino tusk and we can talk about whatever you want to talk about You know wherever your favorite place to go are, you know, whatever that is We can have those conversations, but I just don't think people see that side of me uh, very often but I'm a regular guy and sometimes I think they take uh, Some of the moves that I that I make the wrong way
0: well, I will say uh I think you are a regular guy, and uh you know uh I
1: will say though you're pretty exotic, and I do like that about you, yeah, I like that a lot too um last question i'll ask you, I won't let you go because I know you got a lot going on, you know earlier in the season, you know you were on that five game losing streak, and a lot of a lot of your fan base was questioning a lot of the things that were going on, they were calling for your head um you know, they were they were kind of calling you the you know the Stan Kroenke uh, of this league as far as an owner goes. Um, you know, possible relocation stuff going on. You know, you haven't been hands on a lot. You know, what what's your response as far as the fan base goes, and, and some of the things that 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 you feel moving forward that maybe you'll change, maybe you won't change.
2: You know that that's that's part of uh you know uh, having so many activities and and being an eccentric person with many hobbies you know, I can't afford to be there every day and, and do this sort of stuff. So I gotta rely on people. And sometimes, uh, you don't get the best performance out of that. So you make the changes and then you move forward and that's what that's what we're in the process of doing with my team. And uh, you know, I, I really look forward to the next seven games, frankly. And uh and I think we can get on a run here. I don't know how. I don't really know all the guys on my roster, but I've got a feeling that uh that we can make a run here. Uh, maybe we can execute a couple of non-controversial trades and, uh, and we might find ourselves in the playoffs because uh, we've been stacking the deck uh, for us and it hasn't worked. So now that it's stacked against us, who knows, uh, maybe we got a shot.
1: Well, we appreciate you have, coming on. Um, I, know, I know you got to run and, and do some stuff. Uh, you know, check a couple things off that bucket list of yours. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, we look forward to seeing what happens the rest of the season. We we wish you the best of luck.
2: Thanks so much for having me, guys. I, I really do appreciate it, and uh, I'm happy to be back a- anytime. Uh, just just let me know uh, two three months in advance so I can get it on the calendar.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, whatever we can do for you, sir. Uh, that was the owner of the artist formerly known as the Replacements. A fantastic interview. I'm glad we got him on. I mean, it's, it's taken us a while to get him, but we got him
0: that guy is elusive he's as elusive as those uh endangered species that he's hunting i can't you know i, I feel like we are the ones who shot an arrow through one endangered species and, and it landed in another or something i'm not sure what he was talking about that guy doesn't make much sense to me and he doesn't really know what's going on with his own team from what i understand it from what happened at the very end of that interview but uh you know all i can say is he's exotic and uh I'm attracted to him because I like exotic things, and uh i'm, attra- I'm interested and attracted to see what's going to happen towards the end of this season. This guy might
1: have it in him for a playoff push uh you know w- you know only time will tell it's going to be it's going to be exciting, I think the rest of the season's going to be exciting it'll be interesting to see what he does going forward. And I know there's a lot of people calling for his head um, a lot of controversy surrounding him, but it'll be interesting to see. Um, what I want to do now is I want to get into the Fireman's Picnic final drive of the night. Uh, we're going to look into week eight. You know, there's a lot of good matchups coming up, a lot of playoff implications here in week eight. Um, so let's let's talk about some matchups let's get some predictions out of you guys. Um, I know Curtis is back. he had to step away again, a uh, very busy guy with with his league that he's got going on, and you know I think he had to do another interview or something. I don't know what's going on, but Curtis we're glad that we're glad you're back. I'm doing a second podcast um so it's just uh yeah, when I'm
2: not podcasting here I'm doing another. Another, of course, yeah, show. I
1: understand. You're a busy man. You got a lot going on. You're the best in the business. And I'm glad that we got you in studio today. A lot of
2: folks uh, happy to have expertise on the show. So, um, I was just, I'm glad to be here
1: today. Well, let's get into some matchups. Let's talk about a couple teams that we don't like. Um, they're fa- they're facing each other this week. We got the six and one cockeyed sucking bulls going against those Doug Lemming's team. It looks like the Lemmings. As of right now, are projected to win this game. Uh, just looking at some of the matchups here, um, it looks like I mean he's going to ride that Marcus Mariota all the way until it either crashes and burns or keeps on soaring high. Um, but it looks like really what he's what he's doing here is he's trying to ride that David Johnson, almost like the Blue Water Tower last year riding Cam Newton. This seems like a team that's going to go as far as David Johnson's going to take him
0: this team's not very dynamic Uh, you know just like we were talking about Blue Water Tower last year this is the same thing I mean should we be shocked I'm pretty sure they're related Uh, they don't you know their strategies have not differed in any way at all Uh, so yeah you know this Doug Slimming's team they're projected to win this week that might happen Um, you know know, I keep wanting to get to the point where I'm like oh you know this team's legitimate I just can't get there yet Um, you know They've beaten some teams these last couple weeks on, uh, you know, some pretty lucky weeks where, uh, you know, David Johnson's having some huge weeks, and then the teams that they're playing, just like the teams that sometimes the Bulls have played in previous weeks where those teams are having, you know, some awful, awful weeks. Um, so, you know, in a lot of ways, I don't know if this Doug's Lemmings team is a product of a team that's finally clicked or are they a product of a team um, that has you know benefited from this trashy schedule they've played the last couple weeks. You know, two wins is in a win streak. Uh, you know, some might call it that, but uh, people that know what win streaks are aren't going to call it that. Whenever they look at the you know the games that they've played the last couple weeks, uh, what I will call a win streak is six wins, and that's what the cockeyed second bulls have. And you know what? I got to stay high on the bulls. I got to stay high on the bulls. I keep counting them out and they keep winning. I'm going with the Bulls this week. That is my prediction. I'm going by with the Bulls by just a couple points. We're looking. We're going to see some severe underperformance on this Lemmings team, and it's going to change things dramatically for their season. Uh,
2: my opinion here, best thing that can happen is uh, cockeyed sucking Bulls win this one, um, and then Doug's, Doug's Lemmings, uh, too many S's in there. Decides to pack it in and and uh, do some trading here because I, uh, uh, unlike Blue Water Tower last year, I just don't think David Johnson can can carry you to the promised land like a Cam Newton might be able to.
1: I agree with you guys. I'm going to go with the Bulls. Somehow, um, he's riding high on those Detroit Lions and he's going real big with the uh, Chargers. If those two teams perform well. This weekend, he's going to get another W out of this. And I mean, could we be talking about a 7 1 Bulls team coming into next week? It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Let's go to some teams there that are on the lower end of this league. Um, Hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter going against the Triple Ts. We've seen the Triple Ts. Um, They're trading away their team. A little fire sale. Uh, Hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter makes the. Weird trade to get C.J. Anderson, who's not even going to play for the next couple weeks. Um, it looks like right now projected that the Triple T's um, are going to win this game. It's going to be a close matchup. Um, but when you look at these two rosters, you just think, how are any any of these teams going to score 100 points? I mean, you look at, um, you know, we've talked about hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter being real high on the Packers. He's down to one packer now, um, so maybe he's been listening to the podcast and has been trading away packers. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and then the triple T's have uh, kind of fallen off a little bit, trading away things. Curtis, what do you think is going to happen in this game? Uh, in my
2: personal opinion, I, I think this is going to be a a fantasy lives matter uh, win on paper, but. Uh, but if I had to actually, if I had to actually pick, and the way this whole thing works, I mean, fantasy football in general is so unpredictable for for most people. Other people, not myself, but <laughs> but for other people, it's unpredictable. And I think that it would be just the sort of thing that would happen for for mere fantasy football mortals uh, for all these trades from from Tim's team to occur, and then him to go out and, and win it. I do want to point out. Um, that Fantasy Lives Matter was able to slide in Devontae Adams there, so we do actually have a second packer in there. Oh, yeah.
1: Staying strong. You're right. Staying You're right. strong. You're right. That's that's my bet. I see there projected with the seven points. He got that Devontae Adams snuck in there. Uh Dean, what what do you think is gonna happen in this game?
0: Well, I'd love to say um that you know I'd I'd love to say that this fantasy lives matter team is going to walk away with a win, but you know what that I've learned it, it, I'm, because, because the NFL makes no sense to me This league makes no sense to me Somehow the Bulls keep trading away their team Guess what Tim and his terrific toes Keep trading away their team And guess what It's going to end up in a win For Tim and his little, ten little piggies And they're going to walk away With their heads held high After this one boys Just watch it happen
1: Okay, and let's go to the uh, the beens going against the Blue Water Tower. Um, I just don't see the has losing this game unless they really get a lot of underperformance out of Gronk and Rodgers. Um, and some of these, you know, he's got Ezekiel Elliott in the lineup now. Brandon Marshall's in the lineup now. Uh, they were both on a bye week last week. Or uh, Elliott was on a bye week last week. Um, but now he's got the team that he made the trade for, um, so we'll see with a full team now what he's going to do. The Blue Water Tower we've talked about before is just not very good. You know Jamal Charles in the lineup where where Spencer Ware is getting a lot of the action. Um, Cam Newton's been up and down. He's going against a tough Arizona team. Um, Michael Bennett with with Gronk being back. Curtis, I know you're real high on Gronk with him real coming high. back and kind of kind of you know Gronk doing Gronk things. Bennett has kind of fallen off. Tevin Coleman. Is not even going to play. I don't think, and he's in the lineup. Um, So that's that's kind of uh, a moot point there. Uh, Mike Evans is really the only hope on this team right now. Uh, I have to go with the has-beens, unfortunately. Uh, Dean, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I I don't know what else to say about this Blue Water Tower team. He uh, exited group me in one of the one of the nicest. Craziest messages I've ever seen in my life. He said, "Well, thanks everybody. Uh, have a great day." And I'm gone. And you know, I, I don't know if I'll come back. And you know, it was like the end of a movie or something. I'm not sure what was happening there, but uh, yeah, this is uh, this guy. He left Groupie, and he's apparently left this league because he doesn't appear to be setting his lineup anymore, from what I can tell. And he doesn't appear to be fire. appeared to be fired up to win anymore because you know this is a team that has major holes if anything let's try to get to the waiver wire and try to plug some of these holes and this guy just little to no effort from what i can see so i'm looking at a has-beens win here as much as i hate to say it get an avatar but uh yeah they're gonna win
2: yeah i i agree uh, uh plugging holes
1: and and uh and avatars i i agree fantastic take uh, let's go to an, it, the two interesting matchups. We have the Rowdy Rafter bunch going against the Daily Llamas, both 4-3. and three. Um, This is, I think this will be one of the biggest matchups of the week. Um, I think this game will be closer than what is projected right now. Um, the Rowdy Rafter bunch um, has the lineup that, that should put up some good points, has some good matchups with Murray, who's been running like crazy. He's going against the Jacksonville defense. You know, he's got two Raiders that are going against Tampa Bay. Um, You know, Pryor should be a little bit more healthy going against kind of a weak Jets defense. Um, You know, and then on the other side, though, I mean, you have a llamas team that's got Julio Jones who can just go berserko and and get a ton of points. Uh, Matt Ryan, obviously, you know, he's got the tandem there who, you know, he gets double points for all of that. Um, You know, he's got Cooks going against the Seattle defense, who could be tough. Howard um, with the Bears going against a tough, tough, tough Minnesota defense. Uh, Lamar Miller is kind of iffy going against Detroit. So it'll be an interesting matchup, I think, this week. Uh, Curtis, what what was your take on on this week's matchup? What do you think is going to happen? I'm real
2: nervous about if, – if, if I were Rowdy Raptor Bunch, I'd be real nervous about uh, the Falcons at, at the Green Bay Packers. But, uh, you know, I'm pulling for Rowdy Rafter Bunch on this one. I, I want to see what they can do here. And uh, But it's, this, this, to me, really is the matchup of the week. As I look at all these, this is really the one that uh, people are going to be watching because it's going to be exciting.
0: Yeah, this game means a lot. This game means a lot. This uh, this is, you know, this is the fight in the middle of the pack here to try to push yourself up above the top. Maybe uh, get your knees on top of somebody else's shoulders. I'm not sure what that means. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, you know, I'm seeing that the Rowdy Raptor bunch has, uh, you know, they're projected to win here. And, uh, you know, for some reason I like this Llamas team, but they've been letting me down the last couple weeks. And uh, I'm not sure I'm seeing this owner owners engaged this week. So, uh, you know, I'm going to have to go RRB just like my favorite restaurant with my favorite fries, RRBs. Get them curly.
1: Now let's get to the main event, the one that I think is, has the most effect on this league. You have the knuckle push who has lost. Uh, A couple games, you know, maybe, what, two out of the last three he's lost. Um, You have the MFers um, that are trying to make that playoff push of one-two in a row. They get Des Bryant back. Uh, What kind of impact will that have? Um, Eifert in the lineup. We'll see what kind of happens with that. Um, And then on the other side, I mean, you have – some changes in the lineup for the knuckle push, Um, you know, some guys, you know, trying to get healthy, Uh, you know, with McCoy being kind of hurting a little bit, Um, you know, he's got to plug in some different players now. I think this is the one that will impact the league the most this week. Guys, let's talk about the main event. Give me your take on what's going to happen in this matchup.
0: Yeah, I I, uh, I like uh, I like this matchup too. This is my number one matchup of the week. This means a lot for both teams. Uh, this MFR team really needs this win, just the same way this Knuckle Push need, team needs this win. You know, does the Knuckle Push want to squander their season and back go, go back to the middle of the pack where they're going to have to fight to get their knees on top of the other guys' shoulders? You know, we're not sure, but this this uh, this MFER team is trying to make it into the playoffs. They need to keep winning. Um, and you know what? It looks like this week they might have to line up to do it, and they got the matchups to do it. Unfortunately, uh, I can't believe I'm saying it. I am low on this knuckle push team this week, and I'm looking at, unfortunately, an MF win from what I can see.
2: Here I, I think you're, you're exactly right. And it, you know, uh, this is an extremely important uh, game. Changes the balance of the league. If Knuckle Push loses, now we're around the five hundred mark. Anything could happen after that. And if the MFers win, they're they're back in this I tell you if it's a if it's an MFers loss, it might it might be end of the season, you know, for, for them. So we'll shall see.
1: It's gonna be an interesting matchup. I'm excited about it. We 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 have some uh some games this week that could really impact the standings going forward. Maybe some teams start to separate from each other. Some other teams start to realize that this thing is over. Um, It'll be interesting to see. I'm excited. Um, You know, I'm excited about week eight. And we're getting closer to the playoffs. We're getting closer to that trade deadline. We're going to start seeing maybe some things happen. Maybe not. I don't know. Um, But it's going to be fun, it's going to be exciting. and I can't wait for it to be to be here already. Uh, games starting tomorrow it's going to be fun um, but for for me, my, myself, for Dean Tiki Barber, Curtis Cody Kessler, we appreciate you coming on board tonight. Uh, hopefully you had fun hopefully we can get you back again some other time would love to come back by and uh, as long as we're not
2: playing each other, good luck to you to you uh, to your league and the owners of your league i, I was, uh, it was a pleasure to be here.
1: Well, we appreciate it. Uh, Have a safe weekend. Enjoy some fantasy football. We'll be back next week.
0: If you guys know the words, sing it. Here it comes. Ready? Let's go. Come on.